Welcome to Authentic Living with Roxanne, a place where we have conscious conversations about things that really matter in our lives. And now, here's your host, Roxanne Derhage. It's uh, Roxanne. Thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, today I have a special guest, uh, Chet Davis. Chet and I met each other a couple of years ago now. Um, we were in a, a pretty big uh, mastermind group out of the U.S. where we were privileged to uh, run across each other. We have some uh, common colleagues in, in, uh, in common now that we stay connected with. So Chet, uh, welcome uh, to Authentic Living with Roxanne. Thanks so much, Roxanne. Delighted to be here. So Chet's going to talk about something that I know that most of us struggle with. I know I do, and I try to maintain my cool, but probably not a very pretty way often through my day, um, which is technology. So today, uh, Chet's going to talk to us a little bit about his expertise, and he is an expert in, um, in, in technology. So I'll read a little bit about uh, uh, Chet for you, and uh, Chet's going to fill in any blanks that I maybe missed. He's an award-winning technology teacher who has helped over 100,000 people learn how to use technology more successfully, creatively, and more securely. He's taught workshops, online courses, webinars, and delivered presentations on a wide range of technology topics. Coupled with his classroom teaching experience, he makes it difficult attainable with his engaging front approach and his in-depth knowledge of all things tech. Sounds pretty good to me, Chet. <laughs> wow, I hope I can live up to that. <laughs> so, Chet, I, you know, I know you work with a lot of different people um, in a lot of different professions. Like uh, with our, our world, our circles, it's a lot of speakers, trainers, authors, um, and, and entrepreneurs on an ongoing basis. So tell me kind of what's what got you in this this path? Like, what what got you into technology? Yeah, it. Um, you know, from an early age, I uh, I was very comfortable with technology, very comfortable with systems and things, and um, coupled with a creative approach, I I, I played the trumpet growing up. Uh, uh, that was kind of my art form, and and now very much into what I call digital storytelling. You know, photography and video, and um, as I got older, I saw my father struggle with technology. And in his 80s, I, uh, my parents lived just a couple hours away, and, and I, I saw him really, really struggling. And that was, it, it was a challenge for me to see a, a man who I looked up to and who could always do anything. And um, he was trying to, to use technology to stay in touch with his buddies, you know, and, and watch his golf online and and um, uh, with their community and the church choir and all that stuff and, and, and regularly getting calls of his frustrations. And it, it, it just frustrated me to see him so challenged. And uh, I realized there was just so much potential in, in helping others master 
the benefits of technology. I, I, I you know, it, it's a double-edged sword. There's a lot of challenges and there's certainly a lot of information about a, 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 how people use technology. And, and I don't advocate using it in place of a human connection, but I think it can help inspire human connection and create connection. And that's when I kind of set inside myself, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can to help people feel more comfortable with what I think is an important tool. Absolutely. And I think connection is key, right? Like I think of, um, you know, I'm dating myself, but I remember, you know, when, when Facebook came out and, and, you know, I was kind of like, I was indifferent, but I grew up in Trinidad. So, you know, I left home when I was 16 to come to Canada to go to school. And of course, like a lot of the, uh, my other friends, they went all over the world. Some went back to Trinidad, some were stayed in Europe, you know, all over the U S and Canada. And then eventually somebody created this group. Um, from all the people in our year um, that entered school together and graduated together. Mm. And guess what happened? So here you are, women all over the world now, and anything that's going on in anyone's life, um, we know about, which is such a nice element, right? So even though they don't see my life and kind of what's going on in my life, they, they kind of know, you know, what's happening with my family, those types of things. And then when I go back to Trinidad, um, it's, it's, it's like we've never disconnected, which is it's such an awesome and like a element to connection. And, you know, I know we have other, lots of negatives, which we know all about those, but, you know, the positives to your point with your dad and his buddies and, and connection with my friends has been just, it's been um, invaluable. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I know I've connected with a lot of people that I uh, grew up in the same community with and, you know, uh, high school classmates and, and et cetera. And yeah, there's a degree of superficiality, but it's, but it's way more connection that I had, uh, you know, outside or, or prior to that. So there's some I kept in touch on the side, but, but a lot more I've reconnected with. And about 15 years ago, we had the benefit. We spent um, a year in a motorhome and I did classes all over the U S and Canada. I would, we did 40 States and two provinces and, and, and I met a lot of new people on that trip. And I've been able to rekindle friendships and relationships. I, I really do believe that technology has the power to make the world smaller. And so by staying in touch with, with friends, uh, you know, uh, on other continents as well, um, when used properly, I do believe it has the power to increase connection, you know, not replace connection, but increase it or maybe invite it. So tell me about that. Um, I did, you know, I'm remiss in remembering if I did know about that, but tell me about that trip. Like what was the kind of the impetus to do that? I mean, obviously it's well in line with what you do, but I'm curious how, how yeah. what, about that idea and what, what you experienced and, you know. Oh, that, yeah, that was, that was uh, a marvelous experience. Um, at the time I was a sales manager for a company that sold uh, video editing products. And um, I was kind of, uh, for lack of a better word, the, you know, the, the, the brand representative. And I, I love presenting. I love uh, uh, speaking and teaching and love getting in front of a group and exciting them about the potentials and the possibilities. And so um, my boss at the time said, hey, I'd love to get you out in front of as many of our resellers as we can. We had a network of, of people across the U.S. and Canada, across North America. 
And, and I said, you know, I, I, I love doing that, but I, I don't want to be away from my family that much. You know, you want me on the road like every week doing this and this and this. And uh, there's a, a part that excites me. And, and my youngest son was three at the time. And, uh, you know, I don't want to be gone that much. And uh, so I put my thinking cap on and I said, what if, you know, my wife had just finished her, her doctorate degree. So she was just finishing um, uh, her higher university. My son was three, so he didn't have commitments at school yet. <clears throat> and so I came back and I proposed, hey, what if we do this? You know, uh, uh, put me in a motor home and I'll go around to all of these places and we'll do workshops and seminars, et cetera. And uh, look how much, you know, how many people we can impact. And they said, okay. So we, uh, we put our house up for rent. And I think it was something like 62,000 miles in a 37 foot motorhome towing our car and visiting, like I said, 40 states and two provinces and doing workshops and seminars. And uh, it was an amazing experience getting to see parts of our continent and, and meeting so many wonderful people. Yeah, I can just imagine what an experience. And then for your son, who's kind of like, you know, having lots of learning in such so many different ways and just just how um, how ingenious to come up with that because to leave your family behind, you know, I, we know with traveling and how tough it is, um, you know, because it's it's one thing after a while it's kind of it's kind of glamorous and sexy at the beginning and then after a while it's like okay get me home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and the cool thing about being in a motorhome, I I know several people and they meant it said you're crazy, you know, um, but the interesting thing about being in a motorhome is is unlike. Uh, working out of a suitcase where, you know, you're in a different hotel each night, you, you come home at the end of the day to your traveling home. So, you know, my son's toys were there. Our, our stuff was there. It was my bed with our bedspread and, and my wife was there. And, um, and so it, it was with us and it truly wasn't, the only downside was we, we got our son started on this, on this wanderlust is, you know, when, when we finished the trip and we pulled into our driveway at the end of, at the end of the trip, he said, where are we going tomorrow? <laughs> so, well, sorry, we're here for a while now. <laughs> oh, how cute. So I'm, I'm, uh, I want you to kind of um, share with, uh, with us kind of um, that element of getting comfortable with technology. So I think you, you must see a span of people from people like your dad to people that are pretty savvy or high tech or into things. What, when people come to you, Chet, what, what are there, what, what generally are people looking for? Uh, you know that I, I think that's the first most excellent question is, is for me to turn the tables and say, you know, what's your goal? What do you, what do you want to get out of this? And I think the important distinction is um, I'm not here to help you learn technology so that you know technology. I'm here to help you use technology as a tool to accomplish something. So first we have to identify what is that something and then let's select the proper tool and teach you what you need to know to use that tool. Um, I use the analogy of, of, of tools because I think it's something easy for us, you know, to kind of wrap our, our brain around is like if, 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 if I have a, um, a drawer that, that has a loose pull on it, then I know I need to tighten that pull. So I'll go to my toolbox 
and I'll select a screwdriver. And do I need a, you know, a flathead screwdriver or do I need a Phillips screwdriver? Okay, so I got to select the proper tool. And then I don't need to know everything there is to know about screwdrivers. I just need to have the correct tool that's going to do what I need it to do. And then I'll put it back in the toolbox, right? So um, I know there's probably screwdriver representatives out there maybe listening on this program who can tell us everything about them and, you know, the composition and the strength, et cetera. But, you know, as an end user, I don't need to know all that. I just need to know enough to get my job done. The thing that I experience a lot, Roxanne, is, is first of all, I think the huge part is, is confidence and helping instill the confidence that you can do this. I see so many people who have already given up on their own capacity. And in some ways, I'm a life coach that helps them realize they do have the ability to do this. And uh, instead of giving it up and, and thinking, uh, especially working with a lot of older people, um, you know, I'm dating myself, I'm an, an older person myself, anybody over like 35, 40, it's like, well, you know, my grandkids pick this up and they can do it right away, you know, yeah. uh, or, you know, this is for the young people. And so all, automatically in our minds, we're dismissing our own capabilities. And I say, no, 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 wait a minute. What is it you want to get done? I believe you can do it and I can help you do that. I, you know, it's not such... You hear that statement, and I've said it too. I'm a teenager, right? I'm like, oh, I'm sure RJ will figure it out. And then you're right. I'm already discounting the, my ability to probably just sit through from saying to myself before getting overwhelmed, I'm, I am going to get overwhelmed. So more than likely, I will get overwhelmed when I'm stuck, right? So you're right. It's that confidence of that voice in my head to say, oh, my goodness, how am I going to figure out Camtasia? Like, oh, I, I'm already overwhelmed, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos and I'm freaking out. <laughs> so I think you're right. Having someone just walk you through the steps or teach you some of the basics, right? And, and then figuring out how you learn best, right? Like, do you, do you learn best by my, sometimes I learn best by listening, chat and not looking. And sometimes mm -hmm. I learn best by listening and watching. And sometimes it's just reading based yeah. on, on my, you know, my level of um, energy or my discomfort or comfort with learning a new skill? Do you find a lot of people kind of um, might struggle with those types of things? Oh, 100%, 100%. That, uh, you know, I think why I have such a passion for this as well, Roxanne, is, is I am a, um, for, for good or bad, a classical, quote, teacher. I, I, I was a classroom teacher for 17 years, and so, um, learning styles and modalities. Um, I, I love to teach people. I love what I, what I strive for most is what I call uh, enjoying the aha moment when I'm working with a learner, whether it's in one of my online classes and, you know, they, they respond back or, or a face-to-face -face workshop or, you know, speaking to a group of people when I can see their eyes sparkle and I can see they get it. That just thrills me. It's like, yes, I knew you could. Do, and they get it. Um, and that's to me is, is a real powerful moment and, and a lovely moment. And I think that's partly why I'm really excited about um, working with people in this realm. I think there's just because you know something doesn't mean you can teach it. And that may put some people off and, and, and I don't mean to do that, but it's, I mean, teaching is an art and a science. 
And I believe everybody maybe can be a great teacher, but just saying something isn't teaching. Like you said, some people learn best through listening, some people through readings, uh, many people by doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. And so people say often, you know, well, there, you can find anything to do on YouTube. Yeah. But have you waded through all the different options? <laughs> you know, I have fixed my clothes dryer. I've fixed our <laughs> kitchen range by watching YouTube videos, but I had to sift through ones, some with irrelevant or incorrect information and some just people who, uh, though well-intentioned, their video was like, oh my gosh, I can't watch this anymore. And so it's, it's that proper presentation. It's covering the material in a way that helps someone learn. I took a left turn there, but I think that's, um, that's a big challenge is a lot of people set out to learn something it, and they haven't maybe found the right teacher for themselves yet. That's a good point, right? Because I've, I've tried that. And sometimes I, I, you know, when I'm in a freak out mode and I'm trying to learn and then I'm trying to find that I'm trying to find the answer on YouTube. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, no, I can't do that. OK, forget that. I don't that person. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, no, that's too much text or you know what I mean? You're right. And then before you're, you're dizzy <laughs> and you're like, OK, I need to take a break now. I think I, I, I think I need a nap. You know what I mean? To go back to it so you get that. <laughs> you know, if I can go back to something you said a minute ago, too, about um, uh, learning something new and thinking and starting, and then this is uncomfortable and it's so easy for the kids. There, there's a term you may have heard, and, and a lot of people are calling the young people today digital natives. Our children, our grandchildren are digital natives. They grew up with this, okay? It's just around them. It's very natural. For us, where technology is a new thing, it, it, it doesn't come naturally, but again, it doesn't mean that we can't learn it. It's something that, um, it comes differently to young people, yes. But again, that's something, they're humans, they've learned it, we can do that too. And um, I heard an interesting phrase in a podcast this week and, and the presenter said that, um, discomfort is the currency of your dreams. Discomfort is the currency of your dreams. And I thought about that and I said, that works well with a lot of people that I work with as well. And, and a lot of our colleagues, entrepreneurs and speakers and authors and, and not suggesting that you go out of your way to find, you know, a life that's uncomfortable, but sometimes because it's new, we as human creatures find things that are new, uncomfortable at first, right? But then we do it and we realize, oh my gosh, okay, yeah, I did that. So that is a big part of, of it for me is taking small steps on the way to learn what you need to learn and celebrating every step of the way. And, I, you know, that, that really makes sense, right? Because like, you know, my little example is me freaking out because I'm trying to, you know, bite off too many big chunks, right? And trying to, and then, you know, kind of thinking, okay, that's not right, that's not right. And then, of course, where am I? I'm just kind of spinning from it versus saying, okay, what part of this can I learn today, right? What little part of, you know, a, an interface that's new to me can I learn, right? And then, and then mucking around because I'm thinking of when I used to, you know, years ago when we were kind of getting everything kind of uh, coming at us in reference to marketing with our, with our uh, mastermind in Philadelphia, it was like during the headlights because it was like, whoa, this is a lot of information. And now, years later, you and I, I mean, you were already into technology, but me, I was relatively new. And now I look at where I am, you know, 
three years later and it's it's like night and day yes there's a lot there's still a lot to learn but now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of saying okay I can't learn IGTV today right because everybody's you know every time a new technology comes everybody's on it and then you kind of used to in 15 I would be overwhelmed because I had to learn it now I'm like okay it's all right it's not part of my marketing I might get to it <laughs> I talk myself down <laughs> and then I go from there <laughs> Exactly. I think exactly. you're right. It's the newness of it. And then being realistic about, you know, what capacity can I take in knowing I have a new skill and, and then, you know, how do I practice it? You know, how do I practice it? Try it, see what works, what's got easier, those types of things. And like with anything else, it just gets a little bit more comfortable. We don't like change as human beings. You're right. We don't like change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and a, a parallel I see with that is um, kind of that overwhelm. And I know a lot of, um, you know, entrepreneurs face that is like, well, I, I feel like I need to be on Facebook and I've got to have a LinkedIn profile and I got to be on Instagram and I'm, I'm setting up my Pinterest and trying to do all these things and none of them particularly well. And, 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 and it's much better to just focus on one that you love, that, that suits you well. And that's, that goes back to that tool analogy, right? when I, when I need to fix something, I don't go to my garage and, you know, and grab all these things and bring them back in the house. I, that's, I have to discern which one's right for me. And so that's the first step is which one's right. And I, I, the parallel I see with what I call common folks, everybody, regardless of your profession is uh, around security. And that's been a big focus of me. In fact, I'm hoping to finally have my my book on tech security out this next spring, but it's, um, is I think people are, are learned enough to know that they should be more secure in their use of technology, but they're so overwhelmed. They don't know where to start that it's like, Oh, well, you know, that's, and kind of dismiss it like, well, that's, that's too challenging. And, I'll, I'll just go on and do the best I can when instead of taking those, like you said, those, those bite-sized steps mm-hmm. and, and instilling the confidence and move through that little bit of discomfort to take control themselves and realize you do have the capacity to be successful, to be more secure. So tell me some of the things that you actually teach. Um, are they actual um, social media courses um, what kind of things do you actually teach on, um, on your site and on, in your coaching? Sure. I, I actually have about, uh, I, I think my online teachings in I think five different sites. I have, I have 109,000 students right now. And in, in, oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> a variety of different, and I teach everything from, um, you know, iPhone photography, um, uh, to, uh, using digital tools as a professional. So, um, and with, without kind of a hyper focus on authors, speakers, and coaches using technologies to become more successful in your business there. But, uh, I am launching a new program in the, in, in the new year that's related to what I call a tech success club, helping, uh, everybody use technology more successful. And it's what I would call general technology. It's not technology for geeks. I think there's enough people out in that space, but it's technology for for, for us to, to be more successful in, in our particular ways. But um, that focus on security is something that I, um, is near and dear to me because I've, I've, I've met with people that have lost 
thousands of dollars to scammers. And I was just reading this morning and it shocked the heck out of me that um, uh, a year ago, mobile phone uh, fraud was like 3.7%. Uh, this last year, the determination is 30% of all mobile calls are fraudulent. And the expectation is that in 2019, we will see 50%, half of all mobile phone calls will be fraudulent in some way, shape, or form. And um, like I said, I've seen people, usually older citizens, our, you know, our, our parents and grandparents, bilked out of, not hundreds, thousands of dollars with no recourse. And it just, it, it just makes me angry. And um, that's part of my challenge, I think, is to enable people to help themselves and help their parents, you know, help family members realize that there's some simple steps we can take. And these people are preying on the, the fear and the insecurity, but they're using technology in a way that people don't, you know, they're, they're making you think they're somebody they're not, and they're using technology very inappropriately, illegally. Um, and, and that's where I want to give people that confidence to say, no, no, I'm going to hang up now. Right. And you know what? And I, I can give you a story like, you know, to kind of speak to that. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty savvy, but I received a call from, our, you know, our, your equivalent of the RS person said, I'm calling from mm. Revenue Canada. My badge number is blah, 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 blah. Really quickly. So I'm like, okay, right. I'm a business owner, you know, obviously with our business taxes and dip, all that stuff. And I'm like, and you need, you know, you need to call back, hang up and call back this number immediately um, because there, you know, is some issue with legal action against you for outstanding taxes. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. But I said, okay, what's the number? I said, give me, your, give me this number that I need to call back. So I took down the number and I said, okay, I'll give a call back. Then I called Revenue Canada themselves the correct number that I knew I had. And I said, I'm calling, I give, you know, give them my social insurance. And I said, I just received a call. They said, that's fraud. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah. if the average, I mean, person, because you're freaking out. Right. You know, and then you could probably call and probably give them your social insurance number. And God, then God knows what happens at that exactly. point, you exactly. know, and is now they've got all your private information, blah, blah, blah. So it was, you know, and I, I, and I, that has happened not once, but twice to me. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 you are so right. And they're taking one of two routes is one is um, uh, uh, requiring and, and they're very um, threatening um, either, at, you know, fear of, of legal action or, uh, and sometimes it's, uh, we have your, your son or grandson and, and they're, you know, we caught them, they're going to jail, et cetera. We can stop this, you know, we can, here's bail, that kind of stuff. And if you're, uh, you know, an elderly family member, especially living a distance away, you might think, oh my gosh, you know, what can I do to help? You know, and, and they're very immediate about a course of action, either with, like you say, the, the private information here in the U.S. would be your social security number, that kind of stuff. And then they're developed, then it's, uh, you know, I, uh, identity theft and they're creating credit cards under your name, et cetera. Or they pressure people to buy gift cards or to um, turn over uh, monetary value. I was just reading this morning to power companies. It's rampant in the wintertime. Um, they, they help people over the phone, open up a debit card to pay off um, 
an, a, an outstanding balance on the current bill to avoid your heat being shut off. And if you're a, you know, a shut-in elderly person in a very cold climate, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I, I don't want my heat turned off. It's freezing. So they comply with these people and then they run up hundreds of dollars of bills. Oh, so it's these little steps, I think, that we, opening emails, like I get emails every week that I know are not from the people they portend to be. And there's a very simple video I have online that, um, that you can, by hovering over it with your mouse, you can see who the original identity is. But, but people uh, don't take that simple step because you're in that fear mode. So that's, so that's um, on your, on your site, um, that's something people can access for security. Do you have courses specific for security on your site right now? I do. In fact, I've, I've got uh, what I consider a great little resource. It's, it's a free nine-page um, document, a PDF book uh, that's called Creating Safe Passwords. And I think that's, that's the biggest beast is uh, passwords overwhelm so many of us. It's like, I know I'm supposed to have, you know, more secure passwords. In fact, the, the the, the number one password, I think it's 10 years in a row, is P-A-S-S-W-R-D. So um, followed second by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. But, um, the, I can't believe people um, still do that. Oh, you, yes. Yes. Oh, Even businesses I visited. There, I, I, can I log on your internet? Yeah, here, here's the password. One, two, three, four. I'm, really? Um, but um, the, uh, yeah, the, the book is if you, uh, practicing safe tech com is is the website where you can get that free that free pdf um it'll guide you to some of those videos as well um and you'll be signed up to receive an email once my book uh practicing safe tech is awesome released. well I'm, I'm gonna go check it out uh just you know to anything more around that i i think would be helpful so thanks for thanks for sharing that resource now i want now i want to shift our focus back a little bit to um with all the technologies, um, you know, whether you're somebody doing a, you know, a, a project at for school or someone that's an entrepreneur like myself that, you know, does do put out stuff weekly um, on social and to my list, a lot of videos and those types of things. There's always that, that thought in the back of my mind, you know, am I doing it perfect? So I wanted you to speak from your perspective, you know, with technology what are some of the things that, you know, we should keep in mind? Because I think oftentimes, oh, that's not done right. Or are they, you know, oh, goodness, they're going to be able to see that I didn't know what to say next. Or, you know, I didn't seem polished enough or those types of things. Do you have some kind of, you know, guidance that you could give people that might be listening that might have the same kind of concern that I do? Yeah, yeah. It's a great question. I think, um, you know, one of one of my mentors, one of the people I look up to is Jack Canfield. And... Um, <laughs> If, if I'm starting a Facebook Live or doing a podcast or something else, I might think, wow, really, you know, I'm going to step in front of the mic today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Jack Canfield number two. And I think um, that's the biggest mistake right out of the gate is I'm comparing myself to somebody I'm not. And, you know, uh, I, th I think built around your whole brand, Roxanne, is the most important thing is to be your authentic self. Mm -hmm. And how can you use technology to share with people your mission, your passion, your person? And um, that's part of the searching is like first identify who you are and what is your unique gift to the world. And then let's use a technology that enables people to see and experience who that is. 
mm-hmm. and realize that by me maybe hemming and hawing or stammering or you know um, coughing on camera or something is uh, uh, we're, we're not looking for network TV. We're looking for connection. And that's the most important part is whether you're using Instagram or Facebook or your podcast or whatever it is, allow people out there to see who you really are because that's what they're drawn to. They're not drawn to perfection. They can turn on network TV if they want to watch a program. You know, they want, they want something meaningful. And I think that's what sometimes is missing. We, we, we take that step as an entrepreneur to be perfect but people don't want perfect people want you and they want what you have to bring to the table. If that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And I think I've gone through, um, you know, as a new entrepreneur, you're kind of thinking, you know, and then you're right. You see the Jack Canfields of the world and you, you know, the Tony Robbins and even, you know, Steve Harrison, you see, you know, and then you think, okay, how am I going to fit my model in there somewhere? And then you go, I can't do any of those things, right? <laughs> or, or I could try to do them, but I'd do them poorly. And then you get back to the point, like, like to your point, I am Roxanne. I, you know, I believe in, in, in people um, being themselves, that we are not defined from what they, we come from. We can create what, whatever we want. And we've all been through stuff, but there's a way to get to deal with it in a way that, that propels you forward to stay uh, the best version of yourself. That's my brand. And, um, you know, obviously that goes from the spectrum of just mental well-being all the way up to mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So I think what well, you're right when you, you know, when you figure out your unique gifts to your point, you're always speaking from your heart and, you know, and consistently you're thinking what I'm, you know, I, you know, if I'm teaching something, I, ta- I did a talk on time management while I was talking about be- being connected to why you do what you do and then using your time effectively to take care of yourself so that you could focus on your why. So it made it easy because I thought, you know, I'm at a business seminar talking about time management and how am I going to, you know, create, create any value um, that speaks to what's important to my brand and also to, to the audience. So I think you're right. And it's something that I think uh, working with, um, you know, quantum leap like we did, it really started that process to really, really, um, not get overwhelmed by everything coming at you, but to really kind of funnel down to, you know, what's that thin edge of the wedge for me, right? And, and that's right. really about being authentic. With you, you love teaching, you love technology. Like what a, what a great marriage there between both of those because that's what you do out there in the world. And mine is to, you know, teach people that, um, yes, we all have, we think of how much time you use your brain, Chad, in any different, given day. And that, you know, with caring and kindness for your body and your mind, you know, you're equipped to do anything possible, but we can't do it all. And what kind of steps do you take to, to kind of inoculate or, or care for yourself so that that capacity stays at 100%? Mm-hmm. So important. You know, you mentioned um, Steve Harris. One of, one of the phrases that resonate in my mind is that, and I hear this in all different kinds of ways with entrepreneurs is, you know, people do business with those they know, they like, and they trust. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, to me, the greatest potential that technology offers each of us is that, especially as entrepreneurs, is we can use technology as a way to connect, to reach out to hundreds and thousands of people and share our passion and share our mission. And for those who resonate with us, 
they're probably going to want to take deeper steps because they find value in what we bring when we're truly authentic. And, and that's that potential is not to be everything to everyone, but recognize there's, there's somebody out there who would really appreciate what it is you have to offer. And so be that authentic individual and enable them to see the real you and to connect with that real you. Um, I think that's just so important. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, with technology, I think you're so right. A lot of people get overwhelmed by technology and then they're not, they, they try to, they, you know, they try to do too many things, right? Like you're, you're so right in saying, pick one interface to start, maybe two with time, perfect the first one, you know, you know, this concept that we can multitask. We know how horrendously wrong that is. Just pick one and get a cuss. If it's Facebook, you know, get, get comfortable with Facebook, every aspect of Facebook. Like, I mean, you can run an entire uh, platform from just Facebook, right? Like videos and lives and, you know, um, chats and all that stuff. And then just putting out good content from every kind of learning model. Like we talked about audio, visual, um, you know, those types of things, text, you can, you can build a brand just by using one interface. Um, but I think you're right. When you go on the internet to learn about how to market, talk about that is just you you get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because there's so much information and you're not sure where do i go like who 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 do i go to because everybody has perspective right and then to your point it it, then it becomes overwhelming and then you shut down and you think oh i'm not i'll do this next week (laughs) (laughs) right well it's like walking if any one of us were to walk on a university campus and recognize maybe at that moment in time there's 562 classes that are being offered right now today. And it'd be like, I mean, YouTube's like that, right? You just go, oh, I'm going to pop into this classroom and sit down and, oh, oh, nope, this one's not for me. Let me come over here. That's, it's, it's why you need, theoretically, you know, a guidance counselor or someone, first of all, who says, okay, what are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. All right. So I recommend you take this class and then you take this class next and this class next. And I think that's what's missing sometimes is, and this is my, the old teacher in me is, is, is an articulated plan to help you get there. And that's what I offer in, in my coursework in in my programs is uh, what I call the scaffolding. And uh, that's a big term in, in project-based education. It's the scaffolding to help you get from point A to point B with steps along the way, instead of saying, okay, just, here, learn YouTube. Here you go. Here's a, here's a box, you know? No, no, no. We as humans don't learn like that. Very few of us do. There are some who can just take it and run. But most of us need the, the, the progress along the way, like you suggested. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I would definitely agree. So for, for people wanting to connect with you and to um, tell them where they can reach you and your website, where they can go. Now you said you have five, five um, platforms. So I would say uh, the main platform where they can go to. And if there is, um, if there, I don't know about, uh, you know, if there's one-to-one coaching or group coaching that you offer that so please let them know where they can get a hold of you. Sure. Yeah. In fact, I do offer, I'm launching a brand new um, one-on-one tech coaching program in the new year as well. Um, uh, Along with group coaching, I do some uh, live hands-on workshops and video production. That was what I taught for 17 years, um, as well as my general technology program. So uh, a couple different ways I would recommend is if you go to techsuccessclub.com, techsuccessclub.com. 
um, you can sign up and, and you'll get an email um, with some regular technology updates, my little short uh, videos on, on a variety of different technologies, and, and you'll be made aware when the Tech Success Club actually launches as, as kind of a membership program to learn new technologies each month. And the other is the, the, the practicingsafetech.com for, for safety and security. Um, uh, those are the two outlets that I think most people would find lots of value. My regular website is yourtechnologytutor.com. Um, if you're a speaker, author, coach, or, or someone looking for a presenter, uh, you know, with your organization, I speak on a variety of topics. I'm happy to engage in conversation there, but there's, uh, there's some ways check out what I have to offer. And, and, you know, if, if you find me an authentic fit to what you're doing, I'm happy to have a conversation. So otherwise I hope that my material out there helps you, uh, you know, use technology um, more successfully. So, you know, you've taught me and reinforced some of the things that I already knew, but, you know, thank you again for sharing that, you know, just take your time and take one step, right? And don't get overwhelmed um, because I really look at how far I've come in, in, and I'm not still not a techie. I have a VA that does some things for me and those types of things, but uh, just, uh, I, but, I, but now compared to the you know, 2015, Roxanne, I would say I'm a bit of a techie now compared to what I was. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, I think that's an important piece of it as well, Roxanne, is that at the end of the day or, or the end of an hour when, when you've made even an incremental bit of progress, go, go to the bathroom and high five yourself in the mirror. It's like, I think we as humans, we need to celebrate even small successes and, and continue to move forward. Absolutely. I'm going to remember doing that then because I, if I, if I were to sit down and think of what I've taught myself or um, with minimal instruction at times in technology, since I've started even this year um, with my, you know, podcasts and stuff like that, I've, I've you know, I've learned a lot. Um, so I'm going to check out your, um, your success club because I think it would be something that would be beneficial to me. So thank you for taking the time uh, to be here with us today. I'm hoping, I'm thinking your, your California weather is a lot better than ours. We're pretty cold up here in Niagara Falls. <laughs> um, so, and I hope to reconnect with our group pretty soon. So for everyone, um, you know, what I would suggest is um, to Chet's point, technology is there, but remember to stay connected to why you're doing what you're doing. Um, what is the, you know, what is the message that you're trying to get across and, and how are people experiencing that with you and figuring out that is most important. And then from that point, then figuring out maybe one platform that might be work for you and starting with that. Um, so if you're wanting more information on me, you can go to roxanderhodge.com forward slash blueprint, uh, where you can download a free course. And for any companies listening, you can also reach me there where I'm a mental health and wellness expert. Okay, take care, Chet, and we'll connect soon. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit roxanderhajcom slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.